I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men. And thank goodness X-Men Evolution is good again, because I would have been really <laughs> sad if we had two bad episodes in a row. I really liked this one. I did too. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power is what it's called speed and, and spike fun. an episode about quicksilver who's incredibly homosexual he is he's so flamboyant and i love him and i do too and this new character that they made up specifically for the show they did this black teenager who's yep. related to storm which is probably one of the few problematic parts of this episode it's, is that we yeah i don't know why they are related it's you just know, it may it doesn't need to be there they invented this character they invented his parents who are also related to storm they just invented a whole bunch of stuff and yeah i was kind of sad about that but then i looked back on it and i was like this is the most that storm has gotten to do for the show but that was so kind far. of my reaction also and i and was I like i also well, liked most of the stuff that it was that she got to do so i was kind of like uh if this is what i have to do for a storm episode like completely invention nothing that's from anything then okay i'll take it i guess right right so it's it's great i'm glad that we're back and we have this good episode to review mm -hmm. thankfully the show for the most part is pretty good yeah um wait but before we get started though do we have any new exciting news <laughs> i mean do you want to talk about the store we can talk about yeah. the store let's talk about the yeah. store well because i want to drop it at the beginning you know oh my god okay so we need to like introduce our introduction to the store because ryan <laughs> created a piece wait, of wait, art wait oh, wait is this the introduction <laughs> i guess so i mean i want to i want to put it into the show so okay Okay, I so, thought you were just going to drop it in there and not, ex <laughs> and then we would explain it afterward, and everyone's like, "What?" Okay. It's like just like maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll just I'll just leave it, leave the introduction there, and I'll drop it in here, and people can just enjoy this. Do you have what it takes to be as gay as Wolverine? Now you can channel your inner queen X-Men by getting sweet Mutant Ages merchandise. We have t-shirts, mugs, sweatshirts, masks, bags, Storm jumping up on one platform, a floating cube, Corsair crashing his ship 13 times. And now you can get an all new design of Bishop jumping out of the bushes and screaming, time travel is real. Get all of your Mutant Ages merch today by visiting us at teespring.com at the Mutant Ages shops or go to the mutantages.com and click the link on the right. Unleash your mutant queer powers today. Hi, chalkboard. The Mutant Ages! <laughs> 
we're back okay. what did you think about that okay bye <laughs> no 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 okay so should we explain that it's a reference for people who haven't been listening to the mutant age this whole time like many many episodes ago we did an x-men tv commercials episode where we went back and like watched a bunch of commercials for games and shows and just reacted to them and one of them was for a game was it the game gear game the first game gear game I yes think we played. which we've I've been playing on the Mutant Ages YouTube channel, actually. So people can check that out. Check out the full playthrough of that game. And the commercial for it's it. It's good stuff. It's a great video game. Um, <laughs> and the commercial for it, also incredibly good. Definitely not ear splitting at all. It involved like Wolverine's claws, claws scraping on a over a chalkboard, which I don't even know why that happened. Was there? Yeah. I don't know. Because like, it was the 90s. Yeah. And it had all of this like fast talking 90s radical language like the way that Ryan imitated in our wonderful commercial for our Mutant Ages Wait, store. Wait, that was me? I didn't know who that was. <gasps> it was voice actor <laughs> it was Ryan Pagella doing the work for our no, commercial. No, it was Morph, who was also the bar and also the commercial. But weirdly, Morph was disguised as Ryan for the commercial. Who was also disguised as Mystique. Can we just also give a shout out to Maddie Alterio for designing our Bishop t-shirt as well. Okay, yeah. Okay, so so let's just say that this... Yeah, okay. So basically so this store... store. It's a it is a real store. That wasn't like a joke, store. guys. This is like a real store that you can go to. <laughs> the link is now on the right-hand link... Or sorry, the right-hand side of com. But you can also just go to teespring.com and type in the mutant ages there's a couple things on there right now you can get the mutant ages mutant ages logo on a few different items like bags t-shirts uh right now they have masks and i know uh people have been buying personalized masks so i thought that'd be a fun thing to throw in there mm-hmm. uh, but our first actual piece of art that we have posted was by maddie alterio and it's bishop jumping out of the bish- bushes and screaming time travel is real it's amazing so and it is amazing i and love it so much we have a few other ideas that we're going to release over time i think we're going to probably do a my memories t-shirt for sure mm-hmm. so maybe a mutant alarm t-shirt who knows yes. who knows i so- mean there's a few things so like we're putting them out there and you can go over and Get your mutant inches merch now. Get your mutant reach. Oh, <laughs> so that's really exciting. We've talked about launching a yes. store for a really long time, and I'm excited we finally made it happen. And Me too. yeah, so that's great. That's exciting news. Um, I guess yes. we have to get back to the regular show now. Right. Okay. So now that we got that out of the way. <laughs> Previously on the X-Men, we can try Previously to do that. Previously on the X-Men. Um, okay. So it's X-Men Evolution. All the X-Men are now teenagers in this high school fan fiction universe. There's Xavier's I don't know, whatever mansion. Dorm- it's not even dormitory. Dormitory. <laughs> yeah. And then there's Mystique School where Xavier's sending all of his students not Which to be caught for being don't mutant. I don't know why that's happening, by you the way. You know, when I went back and reviewed our last episode, I heard you say, why are they sending the kids to Mystique School? Yeah. And I'm like, honestly, that's a great fucking question. It because is. then I thought about it because. In that, well, a couple episodes ago when they had recruited Rogue or had tried to and it went south, and that's basically what the first four episodes have been, uh, is them recruiting X-Men members as well as Brotherhood members. And Wolverine picked up Mystique's scent after she fucked with Rogue in a really bad, abusive kind of way. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, that's Mystique. And I'm like, (laughs) wait a second. So if he knows who Mystique is, yeah. then like, why they wouldn't all anybody... Know, or Xavier and Logan and Aurora all probably know. So then well, what, what? Right. So why is Xavier sending them to 
Raven Dark Home School unless yeah. for some reason they had never used she had never used that okay, name before. So I thought about this because you tweeted me my quote of saying that and some people responded and I've just been thinking about why somebody would even be sending them to the school. And here's my idea about why it could have happened. Xavier's Xavier, a dick. Xavier's a dick. That's one theory and it's probably the most likely theory. Here's the second most <laughs> likely theory. Xavier's mansion is located where it's located. Presumably it would be a huge pain in the ass for him to move that. And he probably already had mutants coming to his mansion to live with him for a while because it's Xavier and that's the type of shit he's probably been doing for years or at least for long enough that they're like well established and he probably sent those kids to Bayville High because it was the local high school and then Mystique and Magneto probably heard about Xavier's mansion heard he was doing that and then they infiltrated the school that was closest to Xavier and he's probably aware of it already and he's like this is happening I'm aware they're stalking me and the kids that I'm bringing to the school but there isn't really anything I can do about it right now so I'm just gonna lay low and continue to try to keep my kids safe because like there's nothing I can do that's my theory as to how it happened is that it wasn't like Xavier was purposefully sending them to Mystique's school it's probably more likely that he was sending Gene and Scott at first and eventually these other kids to Bayville High anyway and then Mystique infiltrated it and now Mystique is sending her own crop of kids who she's handpicking to Bayville, like right. Toad and Fred Dukes. And it's Rogue. very similar to New Mutants when the X-Men were recruiting the first wave of younger X-Men and then also the Hellfire Club were creating yeah. the Hellions at the time. Similar, so yeah. It's a similar vibe to that. Yeah, and even though the show doesn't explain any of that it seems reasonable to me that that would be what's happening is that misty like, and Xavier like are like theory. i'm on both board for this kind of kidnapping kids at the same time they're both aware of each other's situations and they're both like just annoyed at each other and just being like well i can make child soldiers faster and better than you and also we're sending all of them to high school together <laughs> like oh that or xavier sending them over there knowing that magneto will see that he's got kids he'd be like yes. see i'm doing great magneto i mean that's you. kind of like what this episode is too like this is like a weird episode in that respect because it's like more high school wars where like adults right. are moving uh, actually, the chess pieces around and the it kids really are just is that like 100%. in the crossfire i thought it was interesting though i, mean, I thought it was too i'm enjoying so, the show still well let's let's hop into the episode then we are gonna go i don't know somewhere in new york yeah new york time. city apparently yeah and we're gonna go right into a gym for a basketball game because it is the space jam <laughs> Come on and slam. It's time to slam now. <laughs> I love this song. Do the space so jam. All right. Okay, now we're just dancing, not recording. No. <laughs> okay, stop. Okay, okay, great. So this is where we're starting. Uh, Bugs Bunny himself moving <laughs> down the court. Just kidding. It's okay. Pietro. <laughs> okay, so first of all, this is funny because just before I watched this episode, Katie and I, uh, who do the Warcraft Valley podcast, for those of you who don't listen to that yet, that's the other podcast we do here at the Beauty Ages, where it's mm-hmm. Katie and I rereading our bad teenage X-Men fan fictions. Mm-hmm. And we were like, which X-Men were, or what Warcraft Valley characters would be in like a Space Jam parody? And so right. we like, we're like, we're like, we got Wolverine on the team. We yep. got Gambit. We got Jubilee. Of course. We got Rogue. You know, those we have those core characters. But they have to be characters that would like wanna participate in a basketball game, and which would be is not good. Be, like would have their powers actually be potentially helpful. Yeah, like Nightcrawler would be great of in that course. scenario. He'd but be they very wouldn't good. 
like Kitty Pride would love to do it, but you know, Cyclops I would be like. I feel like Pietro's powers, in theory, should make him really good at basketball, but that's like a central point of tension. Okay, in this so episode. yeah, that's actually going into this. So we're interest, introduced to two characters here. We have this one new character, Evan, who's Evan a, Daniels, who's uh, yeah. Aurora's nephew, and You're right. I guess his last name is Daniels. I don't know, and I, not Monroe I don't know. because Storm's sister well, I married mean, a guy whose last yeah. name is Daniels. Fine, it is what it is, and then. So we also are being introduced to Quicksilver, although we don't know that it's his name yet. And they are both playing basketball. I think, are they on the same team? Yeah, they are. Yes, they're on the same team. So Pietro and Evan, I'm just, I'm going to try to use their quote unquote real names for now, at least until we find out what their powers are. But of course, the name of the episode is Spike and Speed. So whatever. I don't know what their names are. (laughs) Yeah. What are their names? Who fucking knows? So Evan passes the ball to Pietro. Pietro shoots and he doesn't score. And the other team gets the ball and it's all dramatic. And then we see like a cut over to Evan's dad in the the stands with Aurora. And then we're like, oh, okay. Like we recognize Storm. We know who she is. So like that kind of ties us to reality. And we're like, okay that's important and so storm's like oh is it always this exciting and then her brother who i don't think we ever get his actual name but he's he's evan's dad brother-in-law not brother i got it right just a second ago on this very episode and then immediately screwed it up right after that really really nailing it me i mean it's and it's weird because in the comic books she does not have yeah. These siblings, they are made up for this TV show. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, her brother's like, no, this one's a real nail biter. And then we get, go back to the game and Pietro passes the ball to Evan. And then Evan shoots the ball. And right after he shoots it, another guy like tackles him, which I don't even think this is legal, by the way, but like throws him to the ground football style. I don't know and what's happening here. As the ball is like going into the hoop in like slow, slow motion, motion, like really slowly bishops in the background going electronic (laughs) fuse (laughs) he's not in the background (laughs) okay that would be amazing if bishop was just below the stands also enjoying the game he's jumping out of the audience screaming time travel is real and storm's like who the fuck are you you're not important and you're not going to be on the show is bishop on this show actually he's not no i think I think potentially he was going to be, which we'll eventually get to, because season four wraps really quickly and oh, poorly. Oh, it got canceled, right? Right, and they cut. They instead did sort of a leap forward where Xavier's like, I saw into the future, and here's oh. all the things that would have happened in season five. <laughs> and like we didn't see Bishop there, but there's definitely all the Phoenix stuff. Got it. Which inevitably will lead to time travel and all that mm-hmm, shit so mm-hmm. that makes sense well anyway yeah. bishop is secretly under the stands watching the game that's just a separate thing that's happening With so <laughs> yeah that's a good point yeah so <laughs> then evan because of the stress of getting like tackled during the game his mutant powers manifest although this isn't the first time they've manifested we do, but, but we think we don't that know that viewer. we think it's the first time ever right. so here's what his powers are he can like grow spikes at will out of his skin and then shoot They're them bone. at people like a right. porcupine kind of well uh, they're bone so he's literally right. marrow and in fact as he evolves throughout the show he gets the same bone formation as marrow it's just you know they gender swapped him right or her i should say yeah and also like made him storm's nephew and stuff like they've right. clearly just invented a character but like taken a but, pre-existing power which is fine right. i mean however whatever. he does in season three i think it's either two or three he winds up going with the morlocks so he really is kind of the stand-in for marrow on this hmm. show 
that's kind of yeah. neat. F- spoilers from the show that came out 20 years ago. So Storm sees this happen and she looks really concerned. And then everybody's excited because the ball went in the hoop and they've won the game, I guess. And so Evan's team lifts him up on their shoulders and he's like sort of trying to cover up his arm briefly. And then he realizes that the yeah. spikes are gone and he's like, oh, great, cool. And like starts great. celebrating Bugs with Bunny the rest comes of the team. over, puts his hand on his shoulder and he's like, great job, doc. <laughs> It's great. Yeah, and Elmer Fudd appears and like, that's all, folks. And that's the end of the episode. And we're all like, what the fuck did we just watch? I mean, was this on? It must have been on Fox, not WB at the time. So Yeah, that's a great point. Okay, so then in the background, Pietro looks really pissed off, which I was immediately confused by. Luckily, they explain it later. But He's just like pissed off that all these boys are touching him that aren't him. Yeah, so he's upset because he's jealous of Evan. And he's also jealous that everyone's touching Evan and he's not touching Evan because he's obsessed with Evan and that's like honestly he really is though I know we go into the locker room in which like everybody's changing and Pietro's just watching Evan change you know they are but like all the all the players are changing and then there's Pietro in the corner who's fully clothed and like staring at Evan as he bends over and I'm like like, what is happening here yeah Ah. it's pretty gay well this episode is definitely very queer coded like even to the point that the conversations that Storm and Evan have with each other yeah um so Pietro is like waiting for everybody to leave so he can walk up to Evan and then and he's like yeah and he walks up and he's like I should have known you'd hog all the glory and Evan's like what are you even saying and Pietro I, yeah, I mean honestly <laughs> like, what are you saying at all which is a fair point and Pietro's like everyone knows if it weren't for me you wouldn't have had that last shot I should have just done it myself also Pietro is like speaking really quickly by the way yeah so everything he says in this he's like I've got movies you can't even imagine and you're like okay I actually what? wondered if they sped up the voice actors lines for some of it like it almost sounds like digitally altered oh, in yeah, a couple because places it, yeah because it sounds like when we would speed up our own voices into chipmunk mode and yeah, we were in high school like, it's kind of like tiny that. tiny little bit i'm not sure if the voice actor was actually just speaking really quickly or if they did kind of a mix of both things but I yeah we're... i mean it sounds cool i'm not complaining about it oh yeah i thought it was a cool uh, like sort of hint to the kind of powers that he's going to have. And it's also kind of funny that the whole point of this scene is that Pietro wasn't fast enough because his power is that he's really fast. I, I don't right, know. But I, I don't know why he obviously he couldn't show them off. But then right. you're right. So Storm's sitting there and she's listening yeah, in on it. Storm's outside listening in. There's a great moment here where Pietro runs up to Evan who's bending over and Pietro puts his actual crotch in his face and screams, I've got moves you can't even imagine. And he kind of like thrusts it in Evan's face. And I was like, this is pretty gay. This is, is pretty, pretty like gay. on the nose. <laughs> it is pretty gay. And then um, Pietro gets out of there. And then when Storm walks in, she's like, seems like that boy's been competing with you ever since you were babies. So this right. is where we get this information that apparently Which these two know each other. made up for this. Yeah, I was it's like, a, I was like, what? what? Okay, whatever. But I just rolled with it. Then my second thought was, I was like, wait a second. Storm's in the boys' locker room, which they actually address. Which Storm's just like, and Evan's like, oh, hey, Auntie O, where's my mom? And Storm's like. I actually like, thought it was so cute that he calls her Auntie O, by the way. Oh, me too. But Storm's just it. like. She's like, I think the boys' locker room makes your mother nervous, but and it doesn't, like, make, her doesn't her make her nervous. 
yes she, i she's love just it like, i don't give I a fuck it. like whatever like the worst she's gonna see is some boys like smacking and blowing each other in the boys locker room <laughs> I mean, I and she will not care great but she's just generally like yeah whatever it's children she already lives in a dormitory with a bunch of teenagers so she truly has seen it all yeah. at this point oh that's true that is true <laughs> yeah so then um evan is like thanking her for showing up and they have this little cute exchange where she's like are you all right i've been concerned about you lately you know about the things we discussed before basically Again, she's like so you're gay how's yeah. that going for you and evan's like it's fine <laughs> everything's cool and, and storm's, storm's like, like it's like very clearly not fine because you definitely fell down in front of everyone and shot spikes out of your arm and he's like it's fine and then he sneezes <laughs> and like shoots out a bunch of spikes all over the place all over the locker room and he's like uh busted aren't i and she's like yep. yeah <laughs> like, so that then we cut over to this cookout that's at Evan's parents' house. And yeah. I actually really enjoy this this queer conversation. Yeah, I like Storm's this like, too. what is she's t- talking to Evan in private back there? And she goes, What amazes me is that you've kept it concealed this long. And Evan's all like, I'm telling you, I've got it covered. A few points, a few spikes, so what? This is New York. Yeah. Storm's and which again, the I kind of like that here. because it's like him just being like, Yeah, whatever. It's New York City. Like people. I mean, there's there's shit. also alligators in the sewers. So anyway. Great point. Uh, <laughs> Um, or it's warlocks. Exactly like whichever. the warlocks. It's the same. So Storm's same. just like, Evan, you need to take this seriously. The Xavier Institute can offer you training. Evan's like, I don't need training. I can take care of myself. If anything happens to me and he grows spikes and like breaks a tree and he's like, bam. And Storm's like, okay, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're not going to use your powers to like bullet punch people. However, a, a recurring theme in this that I actually appreciate, especially when you look at sort of the queer coding of it and even sort of for a black kid is like this kid's like, if somebody's going to fuck with me, I'm going to stand up for myself and yeah. I'm not going to like hide this forever. So, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, this episode almost goes there, but then the way that it's handled is like really weird. I mean, we'll get to that. I mean, it's handled that. weird because like, Xavier shows because up and Xavier. Fucks. I mean, it's fuck. really his fault. So anyway, Evans is like, I've got control. See, and Storm's like, not really. I saw what you did in the locker room. And he's like, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah. And Storm's like, I think we need to continue this conversation with your parents and you need to like come out to them. Yes. And Evan's like, He gets well, annoyed at her. He's like, I, like, I didn't know that was coming. And then he's like, He's, a, he's very much a teenager. Yeah, they, I kind of bought teenagers it though, really well in this. I liked it. I mean, I... I guess like this is maybe taking the metaphor too far, but I was sort of envisioning it as like, you know, a kid engaging in unsafe behaviors, like in the queer metaphor, it's like maybe he's going out after dark and like hooking up with people in the park or whatever. And like Storm in this situation is kind of like, yeah, you know, I understand why you'd be feeling this way. And like, that's completely fine, except also you need to be safe about it and like not trying to blame you here, just trying to help you. And he's just like... I don't want to tell anybody anything. And I don't know. It's kind of relatable. Well, yeah, and it ends with him being like, can we talk about it after school? Which again, a teenager pushing yes. off. Dealing yeah. With the like problem. putting off the thing. And Storm's like, yeah, okay. So he runs over to go see his parents. And then Xavier rudely binds his way into Storm's brain. Yeah. He's like, did you recruit Evan as my child soldier yet? <laughs> god and storm is like no and he's like okay plan b i'll just brainwash him just kidding (laughs) i mean like really though (laughs) he's like i'm just gonna send all the x-men over right now yeah and he's also like by the way cerebro detected another mutant who was there did you see anybody else we should kidnap and storm is like first of all logically honestly like storm seeing pietro is just a coincidence but she's in new york city he's like did you see anyone that looks weird in new york city and storm could have been like where the fuck do you think i am right now like yeah like there's 
there's a bunch of alternative teenagers. Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Anyway, Pietro's there and he is going to be relevant to the episode. So whatever. It is. Okay. So now we have to go to the next day when Evan's in school. And this scene, by the way, is absurd because Evan opens up his locker. Okay. Can we talk about his fucking huge cargo shorts really quick? Like, they're insane. <laughs> Like, I still own a shorts. pair of shorts. Okay, I own a black pair of those shorts still, and I use them for walking the dog because I can fit like her treats, some bags in there. You know, an extra an extra leash if I need it. There's yeah, a, it's a balls. absurd. So if, yeah. anyway, he's wearing huge shorts because this is how people dressed in the year 2000, and he's also wearing a white tank top that's tucked into his boxer shorts that are like this was the look over though. the top of the shorts and fingerless gloves. And I was like, all of this is like how people dressed. Earnestly. Okay, we just really funny as I was watching a home movie the other day and I was just wearing fingerless gloves for no reason. I was like, oh my God, remember when I always dressed like I was in Streets of Rage? Yes, but that's that what was people thing did then. though. I like, know. I fingerless gloves this. were in in but the like, 2000s. fingerless gloves with a short sleeve shirt. Like well, not... At least, okay, maybe in the grunge punk goth world it was. Like that's what it was for us. But anyway. I feel like it was so. also part of like scene and like mod. Like it was a bunch of other like I don't know. That's kind of closer to what Evan's style is. Like part yeah, of his you're head's right, you're shaved. Right. I don't know. He has a cool like 90s, late 90s look. So anyway. I mean, I, I love it. So anyway, so he opens up his giant locker that has literally nothing in it except for his, his wallet. wallet yeah. And he opens it up and he's like, somebody stole my cash, comma, again. Yes. And I'm sitting there and being like, and I'm like, Okay, the one thing nobody keeps in a locker is their fucking wallet. Yeah, you put one. it in your fucking huge ass cargo shorts and you keep it on you. On like, you what? at all times. And I'm like, why did he put it in there? You've got nothing else in there except for your wallet. So yeah, it's not like, even like why? hiding. Like, why, why is it didn't there? And he have mean? it be like, oh, somebody stole my my Walkman or yeah, something. And he also and he also says again. Yeah. So I'm like, did you really not learn the first time well, to not okay, put your wallet in the in fucking his locker? Defense, he says he changed the combination. And he's like, how did they get into my locker? I changed the combination. I don't know. It's okay, so the, the person he's talking to is Pietro. Because well, Pietro... Pietro Pietro's, well, first Evan's talking to himself. And then yeah. Pietro shows up. He's like, hey, what's going on, buddy? And he slaps it in the butt. And it's yeah. like, okay. Yep. So they're flirting. Yeah. And Evan is like, how'd you get here so fast? Because Pietro just like appeared there suddenly. And Pietro's like, that's a question you should be asking on the basketball court. And I was just thinking like, Pietro, you don't fucking use your powers on the basketball court. I, so I don't no know. one's Pietro's asking just like, that. Like, yeah, go away, Pietro. What yeah. are you even doing? Yeah. And so Evan is kind of like, yeah, I know you're fast. You were really busting some great moves last night. Like he's like trying to be nice. And Pietro's like, ha, you finally admit I'm better than you. And Evan's like, I said you were faster, not better. And Pietro's like, Sure this is pretty do. in character for him, by the way. Pietro, yeah, it's that is. cute. It's cute. Um, and he's like, so you got ripped off for a second time this month. What's up with that? And Evan's like, I don't know. I even changed my locker combination. And Pietro's like, sounds like a bona fide mystery. And so he gives Evan some extra cash as bait to put back in his locker. I know. And I'm like, okay, so he's putting the wallet in there a third time. Why? Got it. I don't None know. What do you this, mean bait? This plot line like doesn't really make any sense. I which I is kind of too is bad like, because it is the focus of the episode. It is, and it's really funny because like this kind of trap is like the start of a Scooby Doo mystery, basically. Yeah, like they're putting cash on like a fishing line and like dangling it down and being like, "Who's yeah?" And there's take like a giant it? cage that's about to fall on him from above that yeah. Fred set up. You know, Fred Fred Dukes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. And so then Evan is like, "Thanks, man. I'll get it to you on allowance day. Catch you." later and Pietro's like you'll never catch me and like runs away and it's like I, oh okay, my god dude. he goes you'll never catch me on a good day and then he stares at Evan's ass for a long time and then it cuts back to Evan's where Gene <laughs> and Scott have shown up 
Yeah. And like Evan's now having the coming out conversation to and his Evan, family. Which I feel like his reaction is fair. Like he's pissed off that everyone's here. I mean, well, also like he's being forced out of the closet, yeah. which sucks. But I don't I, like I, it. But I, I don't understand like it, either. it because it's like in this version of reality, he's like Storm's worried about his safety. But I'm also like, this kind of sucks for him. Anyway, it's well, interesting. But I think, I think that it's more like Storm's like, I'm queer also. So you're queer. There is no safer way to come out. And what's important to note about this particular scene is that nobody even challenges it. Yeah, that's true. And I true. think that's what Storm knew was going to happen. And she, I, I, I disagree that they pushed him out without his consent because you kind of have to come to that on your own. Mm-hmm. But he'd already come out to Storm and Storm's like, okay, you really need to come out to your parents. I'm worried about your safety. I don't know. I don't know where the line is here that is correct. So yeah, I mean, I, we'll go I over think the scene. You know? I think it's fair and understandable. I feel like the line isn't crossed until they like basically force him to go to Xavier's. That's yeah, where that's, I that, got that is really where mad I, at the too, episode. Because I was mad about that. So, okay, in this scene, Evan's like, Man, you just don't give up, Antio. And Jean's like, that's because she loves you. She She's concerned. We all are concerned. And Evan's mom says, that explains why there's holes in your shirts all the time. <laughs> Which, I love that line I because know, that's a, Evan's cute. mom very passively saying, like, I don't really care that you're gay. It just explains some things. You yeah, know, that's yeah. it. And I liked that. I, I felt that was good. I think yeah, I like it that too. was sort of my mom's reaction when I came out, mm-hmm. you know. She's but, like, she well, mentioned that the holes it. in your clothes. Yeah, classic, classic. Yeah, that Ryan. too. That too. <laughs> uh, so Storm's like, we all knew this was a possibility. While you didn't receive the mutant gene as I did, we knew it could show up in the future generations. Mm-hmm. Which is like how we learn that apparently it's Storm's sister's kid because that's right. who's related to who in this scene. Yeah, and that's that's how we find out. And then Cyclops is like, it's not so bad, Mrs. Daniels. Having special powers can be pretty cool sometimes. And Evans, Evans, like, oh yeah, shades. What kind of power that you have that is so cool? And Gene just goes, um, Scott's powers aren't really what would you call indoor friendly, which I thought was really funny. Gene gets some great lines on the show. Honestly, I really like Gene on this show. Like, a this lot. is the Gene that actually. Okay, this is the Gene. That kind of existed in the 80s, went away for a while, came back during, I think, Grant Morrison's run. And then mm-hmm. and then she disappeared and she died. And then when they resurrected her through the five original X-Men that Beast brought back from, like, via time traveling, like, that very sassy, very strong-headed Jean is the one that is now the Jean in the comic books again. And that's the version of Jean I love. And they did a great job translating her to this show yeah i really enjoy her on this show so far me too so evan is like whatever i'm not gonna go to some home for freaks bye and he just wanders off upstairs to his room and his parents are like oh we're so sorry and like his dad is like gonna go talk to him but evan like skateboards out of a window onto a guardrail and like runs away down oh i the know street. and jeans jesus like i'm just gonna use my psychic powers right now conveniently to let you know he went out the window <laughs> yeah and then Cyclops goes, we've really got to work on our sales pitch. Which, which I thought was really funny. I thought funny. was funny. I thought it was funny. So, but the thing that Evan's doing is he's sneaking out of like his house to, to sneak to into school. school. And I'm like, what's happening? But it turns well, out that he's trying to catch the thief. Which is also crazy because I was like, how did he know the thief was going to be here at this particular time? Like I don't all know. of it is so convenient, but the only reason it even works is because it turns out the thief is Pietro, and Pietro probably like waited for Evan to get there. Well, I, I know, know pretty like, much. I, well, I guess this? the setup is that Pietro's like here, use this as bait, and uh, you know, 
through context, come back later tonight. I guess. But also, that's also like a weird thing. It's like PH is like, meet me back here tonight, yeah. sneak in, and we'll blow each other. Yeah, like it's like, why are they doing this? I, I don't know. So mark? then, so this giant gust of wind blows through the hallway and bursts open all the lockers. And Evan's just like, what the actual fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. And so he tries shooting at him, but just ends up shooting spikes around himself, kind of caging himself in. Yeah. And Pietro comes out of the wind in his costume. Yes. Where, and Pietro's like, Call me Quicksilver. Don't don't I look so hot in my new costume? I made it myself. And then he kind of poses for Evan. Yeah. And Evan's like, wait a second, you're gay too. <laughs> yeah. And Pietro's like, duh, finally catching on. And that I'm still better than you in every way, even in being gay. And Evan's just kind of like, okay, but why are you stealing my shit? And Pietro's like, because I have a big crush on you and I'm also bored. And then he like slaps Evan in the ass. And Pietro's like, anyway, you're my scapegoat. And then he like pushes Evan down and then the cops show up. Yeah. And so many words. Yeah, the cops are just at the door and Pietro runs away and Evan gets arrested and like goes into a jail cell. Okay, so this is like a really horrible situation where this white, well, Pietro's not completely white, so there's that. But either way, it's like this guy, this black kid gets framed for a crime he didn't do and the cops show up and just immediately like oh it's a black kid in the school he's probably robbing the place so let's put him in jail that's pretty much what happens here it is pretty fucked up and i wasn't sure how i felt about it but i feel like what's more unethical is like how xavier reacts to it i mean not just constantly blame xavier i know and cyclops and the only but nobody everyone goes along with it so i my only reasoning for that is that xavier is just controlling all of them with his mind it really seems that everyone is like weirdly out of character in this scene except for cyclops i mean i guess i should know like what pietro does here is unethical but i feel a little bit differently about like a teenager doing something really stupid and shitty than i do about like like Xavier's behavior, which I kind of put in a different category. You know right, what I mean? Right, it's like a teenager like, to another teenager or worse, shitty. an adult manipulating like Pietro, a teenager. Pietro's like clearly like playing a prank on Evan that is like pretty fucked up. Like, I don't really know why he's doing it exactly. Pietro's just like he has, a crush has problems, on him. I guess. This is like one of those issues where Pietro's like bullying Evan, but not really to bully him. It's in that way that like bullies... He's like very fascinated by Evan, clearly. Probably because they're both mutants slash both queer, and so he's like fixating on him. It's almost sort of like that weird stare not stereotype but that sort of situation where there's this kid that bullies somebody but like they're punching them because they actually have a huge crush on him type yeah. of deal I sort of brought this up when we were talking about the Toad and Cyclops scenes in like the very first episode or maybe episode two of the show where like Toad yeah. is like eating Cyclops's lunch and like picking on him and being like let's go have lunch together and, and like coming on his sunglasses all that stuff was really weird I feel like there's a lot of that on the show because we have like the evil teens and then the good teens and they're like constantly clashing against each other are you a good mutant or an evil mutant yeah <laughs> I mean, that's kind of Pietro's energy. And I feel like it's also <laughs> like Pietro's very queer coded. Like he is oh, like what? the flamboyant, sexy villain with like the Bishonen haircut. Like all oh, of completely. it is so. But this, again, this is one of the many characters on this show that the producers and writers came out and said, oh yeah, he's supposed to be gay, but we couldn't say that. Yeah, you know? but he definitely comes off that way just because of oh, the yeah. way that he's portrayed. And so him having a crush on Evan, but like not expressing it in a healthy way like it's kind of tragic i mean you can't really blame him evan is also adorable but like i don't know it's it's just sad yeah i'm just gonna go ahead and say that i wasn't sure how i was gonna 
go back and enjoy Evan on this show because I like I didn't have an attachment to him the first time I watched around, but so far in this episode, I actually kind of like him. So I like he's him fine. too. He, I think he's a fun character. I don't feel like he's similar to Storm at all. Like at first, I was like, I wonder if they're going to try to make him like the voice of reason on the team and like the smart one in the way no, that they kind like, of Storm go in the opposite direction. Which yeah, I like. they do. They kind of have him be like the impulsive jock, which is like. That's fine. I feel like that isn't really a character we've quite had yet. So we'll see how he fits in with the rest of the kids once there's like more episodes. But well, um, I, I wouldn't even say he's a jock so much. He's like that skateboard kid, yeah, which is a, an own a category. different kind of jock. It's like a certain kind of well, like, it's, cool it's, kid. Okay, it's like it's like a jock that's also kind of somewhere near the grunge line. So they yeah. get to hang out with like the jock cool kids, but also can hang out with like the punk kids and get yeah, along with both. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely seems like that kind of kid, and also I think it's kind of fun that he and Pietro are also friends at the same time as being rivals like I think that's a fun energy even though clearly Pietro's like I like it when they do that kind of stuff on a TV show yeah I still thought it was interesting and it felt kind of realistic to me that like they're friends but they also kind of hate each other a little bit and like that seems like the foundation for a fun series of episodes right. between them that I can only assume we're going to get eventually. I don't know. Right. I can't remember anything. I have no memory. I, 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 I honestly, I don't remember either, but we'll find out as we the season continues. Mm-hmm. So now we're in jail. Evans and Cyclops, in jail. Cyclops, like, Xavier, Jean, Evan's entire family and Storm are Xavier's all Xavier's not physically there. Oh, you're right. You're right. He's not. But, but, he, but his presence is there. He's controlling but, the fucking yeah, situation. That's, that's what I think is happening. I think he's mind controlling all of them because I feel like Storm would have not gone down this route. Honestly, it know. seems out of character it for her. It feels like this version of Storm would have, which I feel like is part of my key issues with this show is that I'm like this version of Storm and Logan, like they strange. love Xavier. Like they just fucking love this guy. They love the X-Men. Like it's weird. Like there's but no... But like Xavier hasn't changed too much since no. X-Men the Animated Series. He's the same so, guy. Everybody yeah. else is different. It's like Xavier created a new version of the world where like everyone I know. It's does awful. what he Although wants. I'm pretty sure Rogue is the only person who pushes back on any of it because he's she's kind of like what's with all these people being assholes these adults taking advantage of us you know yeah yeah i don't know well she's in a worse situation so she's probably right. more easily capable of seeing that but anyway yeah. so scott is like talking to evan who's in the jail cell and scott's he's, like well first of all he says welcome to the downside pal misuse your powers go to jail which a isn't what really well, even not happened. What happened it's like and cyclops you do not get to relate to a black kid yeah, in new york S- scott you fucking blew up a stadium in episode one and like, nothing happened to and you nothing happened to you like you did not get arrested because xavier mind wiped every single person in the vicinity also you could have killed someone like yeah, i mean really really and so evan's like it wasn't mean and gene goes hey i believe you in fact i know you didn't do it and then I scott's like for her and, and yeah and then scott's like does the cyclops thing that Ugh. i hate where he's like let's make a deal the professor can use his powers to get you out of here by brainwashing everyone <laughs> in the entire jail that's and you that's like, but but only if you give our institute a shot or you could just rot in jail like that is like that is the choice and evan points it out and he crosses his arms and he's like like i've got a choice and scott well, is I, like again hey, that's hey, why you've always got a choice we just want to help you make it the right one and i was but like, also like if you leave you. if you i know i know i hate it and again this is why i really liked evan in this episode and probably on the show is that he pushes back he's like he, he's pointing out that this is stupid. he pushes back against bullying and he, yeah and he's also pointing out that he's like you're not nobody's giving me a choice nobody gave me 
me a choice to come out. Nobody's giving me a choice to like Join where I want to go to live or like, go what the to fuck is school. Yeah. I know. It's like he's like, I'm giving nothing here. You know, I'm being told that I have to hide who I am and that I can't push back on bullies. And also that if I come out, I have to do it on your terms and join the child army, which like, I don't even know what the fuck that shit is, but apparently I have to do it now or else go to jail for a crime I did not do. I know it's okay. But unfortunately, he has to do it. I mean, I would have done it too if I were Evan because like he has no other options. So he agrees. This is not like a good comparison, but like I do think a lot about the black community and seeing this. I'm like where they don't often get choices in a lot of ways that other people. In some ways, I'm like, this is accurate because it's like literally there are no options. Right. And it's like because like even like white people that are queer get more choices than a black queer person. You know what I'm saying? I know. I know. So I don't know. It was weird. So then we cut away from this ink incredibly dark scene to (laughs) what is something that would have probably been written by me in high school which is like breakfast at xavier's which i love this whole scene (laughs) it's like so great everyone is here everyone and by the way i want to point out that i really appreciate that wolverine's tucked in between kitty and nightcrawler in this scene and i noticed that they do this a lot on this show is that he's always hanging with these two even though he's like him so much older than as opposed yeah. to Gene. I was like, get him away from Gene Gray, put him with Kitty and Nightcrawler. Because please. those are his besties in the comic books. Yeah. And it's also less awkward. I don't know. It really <laughs> is. I don't know. I, 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 this is when I had to go and look up Wolverine's age on the show. And all it said on the Wikipedia was 180, which yeah, was not helpful. He's 180. What more do you need to know? I know. And so then I looked up Storm's age because I'm like, okay, he's probably the same age as Storm, where she's listed as somewhere between like 30 and 35. So yeah, I'm like, that okay, sounds so, about right. Yeah. So he's probably only like i don't know 12 or 13 15 years older than these kids but he's so. also actually supposed to be 180 years old so like who fucking Which knows is, I, I don't even know so anyway so Kitty's just like uh so where's the new guy and in case if you're all like he's still sleeping he had a rather difficult evening and nightcrawler teleports in next to logan and he just screams i love the smell of bacon in the morning and i was like <laughs> Okay, thanks, Nightcrawler. And Cyclops is like... Drinking milk, by the way, which is the most Boy Scout possible drink for Scott to be drinking. I, I thought it was I, a nice yeah, touch. it is. Because Cyclops is like, I know, th- I think he knows who trashed those lockers. And Xavier's like, nope. For whatever reason, I'm not going to go into his brain for this one and find out. And we're <laughs> I like, mean, I was fine with that because I was like, you've already controlled his entire fucking life. I guess you can at least do him the honors of not combing through his brain to find out who trashed the locker. No, because now Xavier wants to stir up the drama so that yes. he can go and have his revenge against Pietro. Because Xavier's like, I can't wait to watch this with my popcorn later. <sighs> Chew on that, Magneto. Yeah. Like, and so Logan is like, if you ask me, he's looking to settle the score personally. Pass the sausages, Red and then Jean uses her telekinesis to pass the sausages. Kitty makes fun of Logan for eating that. Yeah, she's, yeah, Logan she's is like, like I don't fucking care. I'm gonna I eat know. sausages. And then he takes his claws and <laughs> picks up three sausages with his claws. Which is classic. And then, and then Xavier's like, I think you're right about Evan's intentions. And Logan's like, trust me, Chuck, I may, have, I may not be able to read minds, but I know a boy, what a boy's been thinking about when he's been fucked in the ass for a long time. <laughs> teleports onto the <laughs> chandelier in front of Logan to get the toast and like it's I know absurd. and then Logan just screams he's like ah <laughs> and then he's and then Kurt 
He's like, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. I knew, but like, like Logan's like, wait, wait, my favorite line here is when Logan says, Logan of all characters, which is so, this is such an 80s thing where he yeah. like turns to the camera and he's like, how many times do I have to tell you? Ask for it and it'll get passed to you. And I was like, <laughs> okay, they like winks at the camera and like the more you know, Star goes over the yeah. entire series. And so Kurt too. has to like teleport back into his chair and wait for Logan to pass in the toast or whatever. And Logan's like, that's better. Mind your manners. <laughs> I know, I know, but Gina just levitated food across the table. Yeah. Whatever. To be fair, she was passing it, which I guess is she more was asked. You're polite right. okay. than Kurt, like, leaping onto the chandelier. <laughs> I don't know. Kurt's energy in this show is 100% Ryan Pagella in high school. That is extremely true. Anyway, <laughs> Xavier's like, it might be best if Evan had other things to distract his mind. I've already enrolled him at Bayville. Now, Scott. I was going to say, okay, my translation of that was like, in any case, I think it's best if... I control his mind? <laughs> no, no, no. In any case, I think it's best if Evan has other things to distract him. So I'm going to put him in Mystique school. Yeah. Like, and then he's also like, Scott, could you introduce him to the basketball coach? And Scott's like, sure. After that game he played in New York, coach will jump at him. And then we see Evan upstairs listening in on the conversation, which like, I don't know. I just thought this was really interesting. Like Evan, like clearly is like, I don't fucking trust these people. Like, I'm not going to go downstairs. I, I, Evan's like, what the fuck is happening? have breakfast with these fucking weirdos who are talking about me behind my back. And Xavier's like, good. Let's hope that Evan's desire for vengeance is short lived. And Evan like upstairs is so pissed and he like starts turning all spiky like by himself like fuck these fucking people i was on oh yeah i know i know so but then we cut to bayville the next day Mm -hmm. and we see the (laughs) entire brotherhood of mutants it's like it's my favorite shot in this whole episode it's like like, it's like fred avalanche rogue and todd slash toad are just sitting together at school looking goth as fucking so mad (laughs) and they're all posing it's like so funny they're all looking goth mad and posing it's it's totally what we it's did us. back then it's I was literally like, I, I, us I watched it and I was like oh my god it's us and our friends in high school just in the corner posing dramatically not talking and talking to each close. other yes, just sitting staring. there angrily just, but like we're like in the the coolest poses possible I feel like the other funny part about the scene is the teacher walking by them looking terrified of them like they actually do bother to animate like a shot of like somebody else sort of interacting with them and I was like that's kind of fun like it's there's no I, I lines mean, I in this but like it tells you everything you need to know about how like this random teacher is like freaked out by the weird kids at school and like i don't know it was very like the year 2000 to me on every level it was amazing i loved it but then we go into mystique's like office where magneto (laughs) is behind the curtain again and i'm like i'm like does magneto do anything else or is he just life like he just hangs out at a high school all day He's like sitting and he's just being so emo. He like hangs out in dark shadowy corners, even though the room's full of light. And Mystique's just like, I don't know what he's doing. We're just going to like go with this. So funny. Okay. So he starts off the meeting by being like, I'm not here for your little student body meeting Mystique. And I was like, okay, but Magneto, you are hanging out in high school. Like, yeah, but also you are high and mighty about this shit when this is all you do is hang out. And also, you are about to talk about somebody that is in the student body. Whatever. Whatever. So he shows her a hologram of Pietro well he technically Pietro hasn't been enrolled yet but he's still obsessing about a teenager in their life so whatever oh we yeah don't, we don't know yet that it's his kid but I, I mean I guess 
you know, if you're an X-Men fan, then you know that, but whatever. So I mean, I guess it's questionable these days if he's his kid or not. <laughs> whatever. I For the purposes of this show, he is. Just, so yes, he is. Mystique claps her hands and she's like, oh, this is the speed demon I've been hearing about. And Magneto's like, Pietro Maximoff, he's of particular interest to me. I've waited for just the right moment to approach this man and now is the time. It's kind of funny. For no him. real reason. And we're like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, thanks. Thanks, Magneto. He's like, there's no relation whatsoever. Yeah, I've just been obsessing about this teenage boy for no reason at all. Okay, fucking weirdo. So then Mystique <laughs> is like, we shall extend the hand of friendship to the boy and Magneto's like it won't be easy he believes he needs no one however there may be a way Pietro has long had a grudge rivalry against Evan oh, Daniels I'm... which like is so okay like there's no other way okay, to interpret okay, okay. this no, that's not even why to row it's like Pietro doesn't think he Pietro doesn't think he needs anyone however he does have this huge crush on this <laughs> Evan kid and I bet he would like to meet Mr. Daniels so that they can fuck again yeah. this time he's gonna be on top <laughs> so then Mystique and Magneto are like let's set up these two teenage boys who are clearly lusting after <laughs> each other and it's like why why are you doing this okay but then mystique morphs into like an, a little cupid costume she's like let's go <laughs> she like draws the little bow and she's like i have just the thing to bring them together and and Magneto's like excellent it's yeah the arrow goes to the door all the brotherhood's like what the fuck's happening I, like, there genuinely find it fun like it makes so much sense to me that we like this as teenagers because i feel like this show imagines a world where adults care about your stupid teenage bullshit just know, as much I as mean, you honestly and like in reality adults don't and if they did there was there's like a problem but like <laughs> in this version of reality it's like teenage drama is the most important high stakes thing you could ever imagine and it's like the fate of the world and the x-men depends on it but it's right. like not i don't know i just really enjoy that part of it like mystique and magneto are like how do we get these two boys who have a crush on each other in the same room <laughs> we're doing speed dating Bagel high style <laughs> yeah anyway over to the danger room oh right that's right they built an entire skate park inside the danger room now which is pretty badass so i mean i, I don't know who did that or who had the time to build it but it's there now yeah it's there now and evan is using a skateboard in the danger room which is pretty badass oh his toy by the way his toy comes with the skateboard it's evan on the skateboard oh that's really cool so scott is like this is your fifth run at the danger room spike you want to take a break i guess now he has an official uh code name and it's spike i think that's the first right. time they call him that and so spike Spike is like, no time for breaks, man. You got me here to train, so let's train. I liked this for his character, by the way, because like he's an athlete. So he would be the character who'd be most I, likely yeah, he to is. come and in also, here and be like, I'm ready to fucking drill. Like, okay, but also I like that he already is like, okay, the system's fucked against yes. me, so I'm gonna use the system to get what I need. And also, like, he's mad at Pietro and he's like, I'm gonna fucking get that guy. <laughs> like, yeah, I have to I mean, train, I mean, learn my powers, and like everything fucking. Everything about get Evan back in this, this episode is fantastic. He's yeah, a great I like character. It. I understand his motivations immediately. All of it makes sense to me and I enjoy it. So then Logan is like, you heard the man, let's roll. Like Logan's like backing him up and he's like, yeah, let's keep drilling until Spike gets tired, which I like too. So then um, we see this cool sequence of Spike like using his skateboard as part of his whole fighting routine and Gene like levitates some stuff at him and he destroys it with spikes. Scott shoots at him and then that's what makes him fall. And then Logan like smiles at him and is like not too shabby porcupine. And they kind of have this moment of like, you know, mentor 
mentorship bonding time and it's cute yeah and like you know spike might have a crush on him who I knows like it. i think it's adorable so then yep. kitty walks in and she's like spike coach just called says you got to come to the gym you've got a game tonight and evan's like there wasn't one on the schedule and kitty's like there is now coach says principal dark home put it together last minute you're starting against ps 104 which i guess is like the name of the team that Pietro's on, which I like, wonder if that whatever. stands for sure. something. I don't know. I don't PlayStation One Four basketball like terminology. So people who do, yeah, maybe I mean that somebody can write in and be like, actually, it has nothing to do with that. I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah, and so, but Kurt, Kurt points it out, and he's like, "You're playing against your alma mater." And then Gene and Scott kind of look at each other, look at like, each other, like, "Oh uh, shit, that's not a and good idea." And then Evan like looks at the camera, and it's like, "Yes, this time I'm gonna be on top, Pietro." <laughs> yeah, except they both, whatever. Who I don't knows? Know. Oh, so who we cut. So we cut to. We cut to Bayville High, where Pietro's getting off the bus with the team, and mm-hmm. Evan's just there waiting for them. He's like, yes. "Hey, Maximoff!" And Pietro's like, "Well, well, well, out of jail already, or is this the miserable, or is this miserable place part of your punishment?" And Evan's like, "We got a score to settle." And Pietro runs behind him, slaps <laughs> okay. Evan's ass again, and he's like, "Okay, it's like four separate times that Pietro knocks." Evan down and Evan lands like ass up in Pietro's face. It's okay, like this is constant. I was gonna say every single time he lands on all fours with his butt in the air like, towards looking Pietro. Over his shoulder like Pietro. I was like, what I, is he's, happening? he's definitely channeling that Wolverine energy where Wolverine's always like going to get Sabretooth. He's like, Oh no, I <laughs> fell again. I don't want this. And we're it's like, just like I don't know. It if I don't think that they wrote this with fan fiction in mind, but you can <laughs> I mean, bet are you kidding me? This show is a fan fiction. <laughs> you're right, you're right. They, I may as well just acknowledge that they're doing I it. I know, and then so like he's now, now he's on all fours with his ass up in the air, and Pietro is like looking at him, getting closer. And Scott walks over. He's like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> like. And then, as luckily, Scott and Jean figure it out basically immediately, or at least Jean does, probably because she can like sense what's happening. And Jean is like, "Is this yeah. the guy who was stealing from the lockers?" And Evans like, "Stay out of this." And Scott's like, "Is that true?" And Pietro just kind of shrugs and he's like, "Yeah, I trashed those lockers. Why are you gonna do something about it?" And Scott yeah. is like, "I'm a cop now, and I'm arresting <laughs> you, bitch." No, it's like Scott's like, Scott's like, "I'm gonna turn you into the principal because I'm a tattletale." <laughs> Raven, like, Doc, principal Darkhawk. <laughs> I don't know. It's really funny. And Pietro's like, yeah, I'm not fucking doing that. And like runs away immediately. I, this show is so much fun. It, I feel it like is like is genuinely so much fun. Yeah, I, I love it. And also like, I know that we said Pietro was flamboyant before, but I feel like he kicks it up a notch so much. Oh yeah, because there was a screen cap I took here where he's got his hands in a way and he's like posing very yeah. sassily, and I'm like, oh my god, I love it. I, yeah, it's he's very like James from Team Rocket in this entire fight. Like it's it's really channeling. Oh, I, that. I know, and the, and Evans like gets on his skateboard. He's like, fuck this game. I'm gonna go after Pietro, and Gene's like. We should probably do something about this. Yeah. This looks like it could be bad. Yeah, like they're in an active fight. No, but then Scott turns to the camera and he's like, when you're with the X-Men, you're never alone. <laughs> like he wastes time turning to the camera to say that. To and do Jean that. Is and she's like, like, who the fuck go? are you talking to? I know. So now Pietro and Evan are chasing each other throughout town, like destroying the city, by yeah, the way. Yeah, because Pietro like turns into a tornado now and like it's well, just that's, destroying that's not quite, shit. Yeah, he's just like going and running around and then Evan catches up and then they do the whole thing where Pietro runs around him again, slaps him in the ass and then Evan falls down on the ground with his ass up in the air again. Yeah. And then like, then he like runs off and yeah. Scott runs over. He's like, we got to stop him. And Evan's <laughs> like, I tried, but he's just, he's too fast. You said this training stuff would help me. And Scott's like, 
Okay, that's one part, but the teamwork's to the other part. And then this is when Pietro is just running around the city, like blowing up cars and like storefronts. And like, also there's nobody around. Yeah, luckily no one is getting killed by all of this because Pietro's like throwing cars around. Aren't they like in New York City? Like what's happening? Well, they're at Bayville. So they're actually not in New York City. They're just in upstate New York somewhere. It kind of looks like Gotham a little bit, honestly. Yeah, I know. It looks kind of city-ish. I don't know where the fuck the mansion is supposed to be. I don't know where we are anymore. Yeah. So then, so there's like this really long scene where Pietro becomes a tornado and everyone's like, oh no, what can we do? And all the X-Men are like hanging on to like telephone poles and shit. Yeah, and there's like a moment where Jean is like using her telekinesis to try to like hold on to Pietro for a second. Well, that's why he turns into the tornado is because he can't run anymore. So he's like, I'll just spin around. And Jean's like, I don't know what the fuck to do anymore. And so- that's when Scott shoots Quicksilver in the middle of it. And so Quicksilver goes flying into a wall and Spike quickly tags him with his bones. So he yeah. gets pinned to the wall and Pietrus starts screaming, I can't get loose. Although <laughs> yeah, he says it I, twice. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like he could have gotten out of this because I, Me too. I mean, he, he just turned into a tornado. So if he just vibrated hard enough, wouldn't he just be able to knock that shit away? I don't know. I mean, maybe Scott's beams like really knocked him out like enough that he couldn't really use his powers for a second. I guess. I don't know. I guess I his MP know. is low. Yeah. Anyway, his MP is like, his powers are X circles that he needs to like jump on top <laughs> yeah, of platform. It was to get. probably up on top of the roof somewhere. Yeah. And he just can't get up there. And so then P- then Spike reveals that he had brought a tape recorder with him a tape cassette recorder by the way that and he's like sitting there and he had recorded the entire Entire conversation conversation. where Pietro admits that he trashed the lockers and stole everything yeah and then Cyclops is like that's good training everyone and I was like I don't know what's (laughs) happening and then the cops show up and arrest Pietro and the little ex-babies run away and let that happen X-Men babies (laughs) yeah and that's fine I guess so like now Pietro's in jail and I was just like man this is a very like this is a universe where children are just thrown into jail regularly I guess I don't know I had mixed feelings about it but it felt very it felt very like pro it felt very Xavier to me to like have it be like time to throw the villains in jail and not think about them anymore because that's that and it's like nobody followed up about this okay also Cyclops keeps being like this is what happens when you're a mutant you get thrown in jail I'm like neither situation here is it they they don't get caught for being mutants in either of these situations yeah I mean in this situation the X-Men basically handed Pietro over to the cops so we're supposed to just be like oh he's a bad kid like he's he's bad and so he's supposed to go to jail but I mean what's interesting about it really is just that Magneto shows up and like this is like the dark version of what Xavier just did for Evan where like Xavier does the mind wipe to get Evan out of jail but in this situation Magneto can just fucking powerhouse his way through by the way he's still in the shadows he like snuck in through a shadow we're never gonna see Magneto I don't know and Pietro's like it's you and okay, like because he knows it's his dad and it's yeah. like okay but I like how they have to try and keep it a secret still so it's Pietro being like you person <laughs> I definitely know from somewhere and uh-huh. we're like okay so Magneto's like it is good to see you again my son I mean Pietro even <laughs> under such distressing circumstances and Pietro's just like you can make it a lot less distressing if you know you let me out so come on hustle it up get me out of here yeah. and Magneto's like still impatient but you have grown much Pietro and I have need of your services if you think you can handle the job and mm-hmm. Pietro's like oh sounds like a challenge okay man whatever you want just get me out of this he says let's bail this jail yeah. uh, and then Magneto says very well and he bends open the bars and he's like 
come with me, my son. I mean, yeah, personally, it's I haven't exactly met before. like D2. It's identical to the <laughs> just kidding. I mean, you know, it, yeah, okay, but in the D2, it was just like some jewelry hanging from the I ceiling. Know, I, I don't know. know. Anyway, and we moved he, that. he opens the bars exactly like Mystique and uh, Master Brain in D2, and then Pietro takes his hand and they leave the jail because I know. Sure, it's, it's, why not? it's, I don't know. So and then we flash over to the X Mansion, which, by the way, if you can even clip this in here, they're playing the x-men theme song but it's like a fun beach version of the song oh i didn't even notice that i guess you i'll didn't? see if i can well find i can that. i can see if i can clip it for you because i can just pull it from the episode <laughs> so yeah so they're playing like a beach version of the x-men theme and it's fun and i really enjoy it um i wish it was something you could easily download but yeah. instead you can go on spotify and find other remixes that are just as good mm-hmm. um but the x-men are at the pool and this is like again the ryan pagella energy of the x-men of the time and this is like the version of the x-men that definitely existed in warcraft valley where it was like all the x-men are just hanging out and get to be teenagers in a and pool. act like teenagers even if they're not written to be in your fan fictions this is still how they're acting I, yeah, yeah exactly and so kurt teleports at the pool and then i love all this because kurt and kitty's relationship on this show is perfect in every way so keller kurt teleports at the pool and kitty's on like a floaty device and he splashes it knocks her over and kitty's like kurt knock it off and gene and scott are just laughing mm-hmm. uh xavier and storm are standing by the pool and xavier looks like an idiot wearing whatever the fuck he's wearing but storm looks amazing she does she's wearing a hot bikini she's just like I mean, in the I background she doesn't have any lines she's just like i'm here i'm hot yeah pretty much so xavier's like congratulations evan i've un- i understand you've been cleared of our all charges and evan's like yeah it feels good to have it off my record thanks for all your help professor and i was like man you don't have to fucking thank this guy but whatever yeah fuck this guy whoever cares about him yeah but whatever anyway so kitty's like ew professor kurt's like totally getting fur in the pool and then evan, <laughs> evan does this completely ludicrous jump into the pool Wait, but first first we hear her kurt go i am not and I was like, <laughs> that's true i mean i love them too i love kitty and kurt they're on the show adorable. when they're together but so in the process of evan's ridiculous jump he also ends up pissing off kitty and that but it's also really like funny. i love how Je- like evan just turns to xavier and he says check this out <laughs> It's pretty funny. It's like very It's teenage. very Corsair. I don't know. Yeah, it's cute. And so then Xavier's like, it would appear your nephew's fitting in just fine, Aurora, which, by the way, I think this is the first time that somebody calls her Aurora on this show. Thank you. I know, right? And so... And this, but Storm's answer is great. She goes, yeah, but one must wonder, is that a good thing that he's getting along <laughs> with all these people? Yeah, I she's like, She's really like funny. immediately regretting that she made her nephew a child soldier. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's that. And it's also like, these kids are wacky but i love them so it's great i don't know i'm excited i'm excited for spike to be a part of the show i think he's gonna be a fun character i, I am too i like i think i underappreciated him when i was younger just because i was not because i didn't like him i just really really loved nightcrawler on this show to a, a level that was a little too extreme i think <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so. i mean i think it's deserved though like nightcrawler's so cool on this show but i feel like there's a lot of opportunities with a character like spike to like tell different kinds of stories yeah I mean, no i agree with that and i think like they do a lot of great stuff over there i really also love boom boom on this show like boom boom and nightcrawler is where it's at and going back and watching the show again i really love rogue i really love spike i really love gene i even really like cyclops i you know i i feel like these are these characters act like their characters from the comic book they may not be the same age but i think in terms of personality and how they would talk casually in conversation 
It's like the relationships they have with each other is perfect. Like, like Kitty and Kurt in the pool. You yeah. Know? I mean, I think that's really cute. I feel like I'm still kind of struggling with the fact that Storm and Wolverine are like the wrong age to I still be think it's else. the wrong idea. I feel like I get again, I get why that's happening, but I feel like it just it just causes problems. And like I don't I don't well, think there's a I, way around I, I, it. I agree. I think that they could have done a younger version of Wolverine like they had kind of done in the Ultimates where it was like Wolverine who was 180, but he kind of got trapped at a younger age bracket. You know, like know. he was like I mean, 21 I, or something. I feel like the main issue with it is like we have these associations, or at least I have these associations of Wolverine like doing certain things with these characters when yeah, they're same. older. Same. And like it's really hard for me to separate that out into being like, well, this version of Logan. Yeah, but like the problem is that they're doing that, that thing that they did in X Men Apocalypse where it's like, okay, here's young Jean Grey and she's like having this weird energy with I mean, adult Wolverine and then she grows up to fuck Wolverine. That's like what's happening here. But I mean, I guess we're supposed to believe that he doesn't have those same relationships with these characters at all which is fine but then I'm just like okay but like this is a version of Logan that's like spending a lot of time hanging out with kids which I'm also like that doesn't really feel believable to me like why uh, no, actually I no, I do I buy mean, that I because all, how many sidekicks does he have that are he teenage has a lot girls of sidekicks it's true but I'm also like what's his deal exactly uh, yeah it's, we never find out why what his deal is except that he's maybe a previous student of Xavier's we don't really know it never gets into that and I was thinking about this again when I was watching this episode I'm like I would have really preferred if like this was like Spike was Storm's cousin and Storm was like her, his like this cool teenager and so was Logan and then I was like what well, I didn't just juxtapose Moira into the other lead role in this for an adult and like have Storm be a teenager yeah you know, like something like that, because Xavier has all these other adult characters that could have filled that role. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I, I think it's a, I think it's a strange thing. But I, I mean, I still like Spike in this show. And I was kind of like, I guess if we're making up for the fact that Storm doesn't get to be a teenager and get to be a part of that group, then this is kind of like the sad compromise even though he's a completely different personality than her and yeah. like everything it's still like a way to tie her in and it also seems like i don't know i mean i we've said it but i, I do think it's weird that they have to be related and i feel like it would have been kind of cool if they weren't related and if instead it was like these two black characters like have moments where they bond over that instead of them literally being related and like that would have yeah, been interesting exactly. to me too but like that isn't what the show is doing. And instead it's like all the black characters are related to each other. And like, I don't know if Storm is still like from Cairo in this. Like, I don't know anything about her backstory. I think she is though, because I think in season two, she goes back to Cairo or something. So then it's like, not only are all the black characters related, they're also all from Africa. And maybe, also, I mean, I could, I could be misremembering that. We will we'll find see, out. We'll see. But it's also like the one black character also plays basketball and i was like okay but then i was like well they're letting pietro also play so like that's kind of interesting but then i was like but even pietro's not white well that's a good point yeah so i don't even know man i i just was like it's it feels like a lot of stereotypes that were like of a specific time where it's like the black character is going to play sports and they're going to be <laughs> related to any other black and people gonna that you see the on this show. they're going to be the best basketball player yes. in the entire world. Yeah, and like that's their whole character and, and like, I don't know. I'm, but I'm just, I do have to say that the handoff or the trade-off for this is that uh, we did get to play with the idea of a character 
who is a mutant or who is gay and they she goes to her family as like you know somebody else in the family could also have this genetic yeah which i think is interesting it's just happens to also be the two black characters on the show yeah so, which i don't know i mean i still like that scene and i like those moments yeah, i don't know right I mean, and so that's something that docks some points for me. Like, it's a solid, like, 4.5 out of 5 for me. Because it's it's almost there, but it's not quite there. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to give it an even 4. I really enjoyed it, but I'm just not sure where it's going to go. Sort of, well, the episodes have certainly made me laugh a lot. Oh, yeah. It, I really And I really it. enjoyed the queer metaphors on this. I thought the, the text here was more than subtext and i also felt like they did a really good job of standing in of the coming out of the closet stories but like in a weird force out of the closet kind of way which was a thing that would kind of happen at the time you know yeah i mean i really like the episode it's definitely not a skip i'm glad we're like back on track with the show and even just the one shot of like all of the evil kids standing around together it was was fantastic i'm really looking forward to seeing where they go with it and i'm like ready to just erase the previous fred episode from my memory completely assuming the rest of the show is good and just be like that never happened we're gonna pretend it's not a part of this fucking show like i'm ready for x-men evolution to fucking just move on from that shit. I know, I know. So I'm hoping that happens and we'll see. We'll see where it goes basically. I I think Fred still has some major issues because I do think they do a lot of stuff with him and food on this but yeah, we'll I don't see. think it's quite as intensely bad as that episode but I could it would be on. hard Let's to be out. as bad as that episode was I was I was just overall very relieved because I was so mad at the episode last time to like watch an episode that I was like, I'm not sure how they're going to handle Spike's character. Like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. And then watching it and being like, this is actually kind of interesting and like does some cool things um, was a relief. So, yeah. Anyway, do we have a Who's That X-Men or no? We do. We do. Okay. It's time. Who's That, that X-Men? X-Men? So today we are talking about Quicksilver who I was worried was going to have a very extensive background to go over, but he really doesn't. Like, if you, like, kind of, even if you take out, like, a lot of the Avengers stuff, Mm -hmm. he's surprisingly a character who doesn't come in and out quite as often as you think he would. Like, he'll be on a team, but they don't do anything major with him until they do, basically. And he kind of gets suspended from so many different situations (laughs) that it turned to be a a lot shorter. However... We were we had previously talked about on the show how Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver's backgrounds had been retconned recently to not be Magneto's children. But like as I found out in reading this, this has happened like six or seven times with these two characters. It's <laughs> so like dumb. absurd. So anyway, Pietro first appears in X-Men number four, created by Stanley and Jack Kirby. And as we know, his powers are superhuman speed. So he's basically the Flash. Pietro and his twin sister, Wanda, were raised by Django and Maria Maximoff and Roma. They were shown to have powers early on in their lives. And when their camp was attacked, Pietro fled from the camp with his sister. Pietro and Wanda are then recruited by Magneto by the Brotherhood of Mutants after he saves Wanda, or after Magneto saves Wanda from a mob attacking her from when she accidentally sets a house aflame, which I think they sort of kind of did that in uh, Civil War, the yeah, movie. Yeah, maybe. So Quicksilver stays with the team to protect Wanda. After several battles with the X-Men, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch leave the Brotherhood when Magneto and Toad are abducted by the Stranger. Uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch reform their paths and are recruited by Iron Man for the Avengers. This becomes the second generation of the Avengers. And Quicksilver often fights with Captain America, thinking that he should be in charge of the team instead. So, I mean, like, already. Like, it's like Future's been like, I'm too good for this unless I'm in charge. (laughs) 
Uh, So eventually the Avengers are forced to fight Magneto, where Scarlet Witch is accidentally shot. And Quicksilver flees with Wanda from the Avengers. And by the way, I'm gonna I go back and forth with their names just because it's yeah. I mean, you, people you know. should know who they are. Yeah, and they accompany Magneto. When the X Men are captured again, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch decide that Magneto is the true villain of them all, and they leave. Back in the Avengers, Scarlet Witch is kidnapped by Archon. You know that guy. Yeah, that we do. Asshole. Fuck that guy. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, Quicksilver joins the team to save his sister and then they both rejoin the Avengers once again during this time Wanda and Pietro are retconned to being the children of some guy named Frank who is also known as the wizard so that is the first time that happens during an Avengers mission Quicksilver is wounded by a sentinel and is found by the inhuman crystal who nurses Pietro back to health they eventually get married because they fall in love of course Mm -hmm. and not long after that Wanda falls in love with the vision Pietro doesn't initially approve of that relationship, even though Pietro is dating an alien, just pointing that out. Eventually, Pietro gives his blessings so, you know, the vision could get married to her. Yeah. There's this absurd story where they on Pietro and Wanda's birth story. Like, it just happens again. And then they are just back to the original story where they're the children of Mario and Django again. Yeah. <laughs> so that is the second time at this point where it's been retconned. After these events, Pietro returns to the inhuman city of Attilan, where it's revealed that Crystal had his daughter, Luna. So during these events, uh, Magneto forces Bova to reveal the truth about his missing children, which are revealed to be Pietro and Wanda, who <laughs> reject him. And they're like, he's not really our father. So now it's been reckoned again already. Great. Uh, Crystal then has an affair because Quicksilver is clearly a homosexual. Mm-hmm. Um, then there is a bonkers story where Maximum, Maximus the Red uses technology to make Quicksilver become psychotic and frame the Avengers. I had this comic somewhere. And he finally stops when Vision shows Pietro pictures of his new niece and nephew, which are like the weird human robot yep. children that Wanda conjured up out of thin air. Mm-hmm. And then he is captured. Then Quicksilver is captured by the Inhumans where they are curing him of his condition that like fucking Maximus the Mad did in the first place. I don't like all the stuff with like him and the Inhumans is so confusing. It's like even at the time I was like what the fuck is happening? Why is he here? Why is he in space now? It's like on par with like Xavier's like I'm just gonna run run around with Lelandra in space and like oh here we go. So Pietro then joins the X-Factor team and during that time he's reunited with Crystal briefly when Luna is kidnapped. He then learns of Crystal's relationship with the Black Knight so Pietro's like I quit this relationship and also X-Factor. So Quicksilver briefly works with the High Evolutionary to enhance his powers, allowing him to move at a greater speed. It is also revealed that Quicksilver's powers are not speech-based, but they are temporal-based. So a future version of him shows up and appears and calls himself Nestor. After this, Quicksilver rejoins the Avengers. Pietro is banished from Genosha by Magneto when the Avengers rally against Magneto and Pietro sticks with the Avengers' side, which we're going to see that because in Wolverine the X-Men, Pietro is not allowed on Genosha. Mm. So that's something too important to note and then of course during the house of m storyline it's pietro who convinces wanda who's completely mentally unstable at that point right to warp reality and create a world where mutants were the majority and then eventually when magneto gets his memory back he decides that quicksilver is just out of control and just drops a sentinel on him like repeatedly <laughs> until quicksilver is dead but then wanda's like we're not killing my brother so i'm just gonna resurrect him real quick and we're just gonna restore reality but depower 90 percent of the mutant population yep. and quicksilver is one of those people who loses his powers and desperate to regain his powers, Pietro exposes himself to the Terrigen Mist and inserts those crystals into his bodies without the permission of Black Bolt. He obtains 
the power of time jumping powers and he kidnaps his daughter Luna who's like why are you doing this and Pietra discovers that the crystals can restore mutant abilities but have an extreme effect on non-inhuman physiology causing several deaths and just changing his physical form uh, later on Crystal meets Pietro again and he has been completely severely mutated and she declares that their marriage is annulled according to the inhuman law. Also like what the fuck is he doing? Uh, <laughs> during X Factor Richter removes the crystals with his powers from Quicksilver rendering uh, Pietro powerless again. He then later inexplicably regains his super speed and nobody questions it. Uh, <laughs> which Great. is often a thing I that love happens. comic books. <laughs> I know. There is some insane storyline after this. <laughs> Maddie, I think you need to find this on reading because it sounds like your shit. Okay. But it's like, it's it's this batshit crazy storyline where Quicksilver gets brain, his brain gets downloaded into the vision and Loki decides to pose as the Scarlet Witch. What? And then there's a bunch of scrolls that run around. What? Wait, what time period is that? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's after... It's at, somewhere between X Factor and uh, like Scarlet Witch getting arrested for what she did during Haas events. So I would guess it's got to be like somewhere between 07 and 09. Great. That's the golden age of comics that no one but me was reading. So I know the ones that were like just off the fucking just wall. Like, absurd. I don't know. Yeah, it was during that time when all the contract shit was happening between the X Men and the Avengers yep. and Disney and Fox. So everything was just up in the air. Even, mm-hmm. even like the Incredible Hulk shit was like bonkers. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> so in search for Scarlet Witch who had been missing since House of M Quicksilver finds her with Magneto and with the Avengers help they go and find her uh, but it turns out that she's just a Doombot in disguise so that's not really her but then they eventually find the real Scarlet Witch in Latveria who turns herself into the X-Men and the Avengers for what she's done uh, Quicksilver then joins the Avengers Academy to teach young students how to become heroes this was during the time that the Avengers felt that they also needed an expansion uh, and that is weird <laughs> and then then after that Quicksilver re- rejoins the X Factor where he eventually publicly admits to all the shit that he'd been doing with the crystals and what's kidnapping Luna and everything uh, and Luna, Luna actually ends up respecting him because he owns his bullshit Wanda then discovers that Magneto isn't Pietro and hers real father again? So this is like the fifth time their history has been retconned. Whatever. And this new version, they say that Django and Mario, that they are Django and Mario's children that were experimented on by the head of evolutionary. I just refuse to believe this. Like, I, I, it's, it's absurd. So this was this was exactly at the time that they were added into the Avengers films, and they couldn't get the rights to the X Men at the time. I don't that know why they happened. did. I mean, okay, I do get why they did this. You just well, explained we all know it, why. but we it's all know so why. fucking stupid, and it it's is really going to get retconned again. So I don't know why we have to go along with I, it. I know. Okay, so during the events of Civil War, Pietro think it's thinks that it's wrong to register the superhumans and you know the x-men and anybody that has powers to profile them where wanda thinks it will help them because it could stop people from what she did he's like no i'm completely against this Mm -hmm. uh then after this it turns out their past is retconned again so they can be the children of the witch named natalia i don't even remember this Sure. This is recent. And okay. then Quicksilver, Quicksilver has appeared in several of the Avengers and X-Men stories since then, but like not really anything of consequence. So that's where we are. Somebody needs to make some fan art that's like an episode of Jerry Springer, but with like Wanda and Pietro trying to figure out who their father is. And there's and like, like 20 people so standing there. It's just like there. a series of like paternity tests that are being done. Like that would be a really funny fan art for somebody to draw. And yeah, I think it's stupid. Anyway. I think it's dumb. <laughs> anyway, that's Quicksilver. Yay. Eventually we have to do Scarlet Witch, but that's not until season two. So mm-hmm. 
and there'll probably be some overlap so yeah i'm pretty sure we're actually on break from character notes until the end of the season so okay i'm excited for scarlet witch to show up on this show that'll be me fun. too she's like the punk rock version of scarlet witch i think that sounds amazing i'm psyched i'm really psyched about it well it's great to learn about pietro maximoff who's my dad it was darth vader all along <laughs> So I guess Magneto, like, honestly. Speaking of Magneto, I guess we have to talk about who's gay. The X-Men are a metaphor for a lot of things. And one of those things is being gay. But sometimes it goes beyond symbolic. And the X-Men can be homoerotic. But which X-Men is the gayest today? Yeah, okay, so it's clearly Quicksilver and Spike. Clearly. It's very, I mean, it's mostly Pietro. I mean, Pietro is like a gay icon in this. I, I feel like you could see that read for Evan, but like Pietro's actually gay. Like, I guess he was supposed to be gay in the show. Yeah. So I'm willing to take the extra mile here and just say he is and just be like, cool. I mean, there's all character. those moments where he's pushing Evan on tall fours and Evan's like, I'm going to get you. Uh oh, I'm on all <laughs> fours again. My butt's in the air. Pietro, no, I definitely don't want this again. Yeah, and also they've been friends since they were kids, so they yeah, probably, they probably have little they, crushes they, on each other. Okay, I mean, no, it's more like they probably had their first sexual experience with each other, like which often happens between teenage boys, but then they never talk about it again. Mm-hmm. Is your citation so, for this your own life again? No, because like I've like people have said this, like it's like I'm okay. not going to cite. I don't know. Names. I don't know if there's like data on this really, but it seems like a fair I, assumption. I, I to mean, make. I wish there was there would be a way to get that data. Like if you went up to a straight guy, and it's like, hey, when you were 16, did you fuck like fool around with like another dude when you were figuring things out? And the answer is probably going to be yes. <laughs> so, I have no idea if that's true or not, but I I don't think these. Ca- I mean, I I feel like Evan and Pietro is like definitely a dangerous ship like there's definitely some like non-con fan fictions out there about the two of them that people were probably having a lot of fun writing when they were 14 years old yeah i, I want to go like, find that shit yeah and i feel it's like it's gonna this, be imagine the writing on that too i feel it's like probably really bad and also really good at the same time i i do feel like this is like yet another example of a queer villain we've talked about it a thousand times on this show i know and it always it happens is it is just yet another example of it where it's like the character who's the most flamboyant one and like the most over the top one is also the one who was like actually supposed to be gay in the show i mean true i don't know it's kind of like mean, there's, but there's that shot of all the brotherhoods like who are like too goth and gay for school too goth I love to it. function and too gay to function i know i, know. I also, do love them shout out to storm who's clearly gay in this and the cool queer aunt to evan in this that's very true she's not like gay with anyone because there's no one her age to even date other than logan I mean, yeah she's like i was gonna say i mean storm's a very bisexual gay which she is, is great she's great i just enjoyed her in this uh it's nice to see her getting to do something in the show yeah, and i like here. pietro he's a villain but i still like him and I'm, I'm pretty sure too. oh wait i'm I saying i'm pretty sure as if i don't know this for sure but <laughs> one of those x-men parties that we had i think the last well i was gonna say the last x-men party but that's not true because we had two more in adult lives after that and then we also cosplayed but i definitely did <laughs> the casual version of quicksilver for one of those teenage X-Men was it parties. from x-men evolution yeah because that was the that was the party where that i was quicksilver 
And then every other girl there was either a rogue, rogue or Scarlet Witch, except for you, who was Jean. I was Jean at this party. And I think Righty was Professor Xavier. But that then everybody right. else, everyone else. Okay, it's hilarious that Righty was Professor Xavier. Like, why did that even happen? Like, what? Like, I don't know, because it's right. <laughs> this is the kind of stupid shit he does that he thinks is funny. And he's he right. He didn't have a shaved head, though. Like, he had a fro at that point. Like, why? <laughs> no, because when he walked out, we're like, who are you? He's like, I'm Professor Xavier, comma, with hair. <laughs> okay. That was the extent of our costumes, quote unquote. Was, well, I mean, like, this was like a teenage party. Us like wearing like a button down shirt and being like, we spent all our money on the party. Like, you know. Yeah, no, I know. Look, we didn't have any money, okay? This is, yeah. these costumes were not great. Like, I, for that costume, I like saw some picture of Gene in the comics, like wearing sort of an outfit. That then I just imitated, like, based on clothes I already had. And I was like, okay, I'm like, this very specific comic book panel of Yeah, Jean we Grey. didn't cosplay it. We didn't know how to make costumes. It was yeah. pretty bad. I don't it, know. It was also pretty good at the same time. Anyway, that's who's gay. It was us at that X-Men party in, like, 2003 or two. I don't know. Yeah, I'll find a picture and we'll post it somewhere. That'll be great. Maybe on Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, we got plugs. We do have plugs. Uh, I guess we could talk about the Patreon first. That would be really weird. We no, never let's do not that. do that. Okay. Well, well, we could skip. We- <laughs> We'll talk about it well, later. Well, I don't even know. Okay. Well, so okay. first of all, let's talk about the Teespring. So we did share our wonderful commercial for it earlier in the show, but I'm really hoping that people go and check out the brand new Mutant Ages store because it's freaking yeah. If awesome. you want, you could just like you can just put the sound clip here again. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna do that. Okay, fair. Because I might like put it into every episode, you know. Oh yeah, no, that's that's fair. You could put it towards the end somewhere. Yeah, because it's so good. Um, so yeah, people can go to the teespring.com and search for the Mutant Ages and find our store. Check out our cool merch. And then while you're checking things out, you can go to the mutantages.com. Look at that bar on the right hand side, the bar that is stocked and staffed by Morph himself, and you can find (laughs) links to all of our stuff. You can find a Discord invite link. You can find our YouTube link. You can find um, our email address, which is themutantages at gmail.com. You can yep. find our voicemail, which is 1-508-319-1668. And leave us a message. It's been a while. And we also have physical mail, which it's been a while since we opened, but it does exist. And it's P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, Oh one seven six oh, and so I kind of glazed by it earlier, but we do have a YouTube channel. Um, it is the Mutant Ages on YouTube, and it's pretty freaking cool. Like we're playing X Men games. We've got some old content on there of us like pretending to be X Men, including some very old content of us pretending to be X Men. We were teenagers and filming it because that's the kind of shit we did. But there's also like Ryan cutting together clips from this show with clips from various animated series, and those are always really funny. There's like an X Men Evolution one up there right now of yeah logan and Sabretooth's gay parking garage power rangers fight, which i don't know is incredible i was really glad you made that one it's fantastic in every way it's so good so those are all on the youtube channel you should definitely be subscribed to that youtube folks so speaking of youtube i also have a youtube channel which is ryan pagella and i put my daily life there in vlogs and you can find all sorts of adventures on there 
From my day-to-day life and from the past when Maddie and I were able to see each other before the pandemic hit, including our Disney World trip and some other X-Men <laughs> stupid X-Men shit. parties, you know. Yep, that's all up there. Uh, but also you can find us individually on Twitter. Um, I'm at Ryan.Pajella on Twitter. and uh, Oh, sorry. I'm at Ryan.Pajella on Instagram, Ryan Pajella on Twitter. I am at Mitty Myers on Insta and Twitter, but... While Most you're on social media, you should probably be following the Mutant Ages on Twitter yeah. and Instagram and Pinterest and Facebook and Tumblr. Not TikTok. I Not don't know if TikTok, TikTok will even exist by the time this comes out. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, but hey, we've still got YouTube, right? And we still that's got Instagram. True. So That's hey, true. We're still out there. And if you want to support the show, you can actually go to this lovely little place called Patreon, in it's which true. you can actually donate and uh, subscribe at a different tier depending on what you would like to do i mean you know right now during these trying times everything helps um i'm still trying to find work in one of my three fields that have been rendered useless these past six months so uh i mean like i know maddie's kind of holding on for dear life also but you know no i'm doing all right don't worry about me but you know ryan's ryan's out here doing odd jobs and (laughs) and one of his his many small but not insignificant sources of income is the patreon for the mutant yes we're a completely fan supported show i'm not trying to guilt anybody to doing this i'm just telling us it is uh if you can't you know donate or anything like that that is completely fine uh, there's other ways you can help us out by you know sharing the show with your friends and something that actually really goes a long way that is completely free is uh, just going and giving us a rating on iTunes or whatever you listen to this show on you don't if you don't want to leave a full on review you can just leave a star rating and that helps increase our visibility so more people can find the show yeah but you should write a, a review as well before we move past that Patreon though we gotta give a shout out to our highest tier Patreon supporters that's right and if they? I want to if I want to do it in a voice, it'd be Quicksilver's and it'd be like, <laughs> thank you to our Patreon supporters. So we're being a star movie. Did you hear anything I said? <laughs> I think you also may have gay. said... <laughs> You may have said Soren B and Sam Yulby, right? Yeah, that's right. You win. That's ding, me ding, ding, saying ding. it in a much you slower win. voice. Get ready for the Space Jam. Da 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 da. And and then next week we're watching <laughs> oh, yeah. another episode, but we I sure should probably find out what that is. Okay, I can't find it by googling the words "the mutant ages." I don't know why I just <laughs> did that. <laughs> what if that oh. worked? <laughs> yeah, to pull up the next episode, I'd be yeah, like, I was oh, like, damn, oh, we're like the next episode on the mutant ages, and it just tells you it's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it looks like it's called Middleverse. What the fuck is that? Um, is it the apparently part about it's a Nightcrawler powers? episode, and he meets Forge. Wow. What? Oh yeah, they they start. This is fun. Okay, they, this yeah. sounds like a really fun episode. Time travel is real, folks. No, it is. But they this is when they start being like, "Where does Kurt go when he teleports?" And that's when we find out that it's like hell. Mm-hmm. It's not that the first great. time it comes up either. I think there's like another episode later on where like things from hell escape during a school dance or something. And then the Brotherhood have to deal with it. That sounds like very Buffy all of a sudden. Like kind of like a weird. There's some heavy Buffy. Okay, but there are serious Buffy vibes in here because it's season two where they like did that thing where they traced over the Buffy characters and also. Wait, what? Not- oh, wait, I do remember that. It's like <sighs> Buffy and I forget what it is. I want to say it's Mean Girls, but I don't think it's Mean Girls. I think it's The Craft maybe. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, that sounds about right. I feel like these are all Tumblr gift sets that people probably remember of like, look at the animation, like imitating these iconic shots from these other things that were of the time period. Like this is like a classic X-Men evolution thing. This is such a long episode. I don't know how this I know. happened. I don't know how this happened. I was thinking that too, though. We say that every week. 
I don't know how this happened. We love talking about X Men. How does it happen? How I mean, that's happen, a, that is Ryan? truly the that is truly the issue here is that we keep on being like we're going to keep this an hour long, and then and then what happens is that we end up talking about the episode for an hour, but then we like don't have most time. Most of to do... it is us talking about the episode, like because most like because I've made it so those spotlights are under five minutes, except I'm for Jason, which is maybe you're you're killing. Yeah, I'm it. like I'm killing that, and I'm like okay, so now what else can we do? Because we removed all this other stuff, and I'm like the problem is we that just we just are that excited. Okay, no, the thing is that we're like we're enjoying it so much that I we know. end up talking about it. And it's, it's fun. Like, and you know, it's fun to edit. Like it takes more time, but I'm still happy about it. Anyway, yeah. let's end this episode. Okay, good. Um thanks, thanks for so listening. much for listening. This we'll get to gay. visit Kurt in hell I'm next gay. week. We're here, we're queer, we're still mutants. Check out our store. We'll That's see you right. next time. We'll see you next time. And right now, I got a hot date with Wolverine. We're going to make some stir fry in the other room, and it's going to get real sexy. Wolverine's wearing only an apron. Come on and slam, and welcome to the jam. Wolverine's cock into your butt. Bye.